You're listening to After The Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of After The Jack, talking everything in the Golden Valley playing area and trying to do it around Brian Nisbet, breathing into the microphone. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler Maher, uh, from the Shepparton News, and uh, alongside me, as always, Ash Williamson. Ash, how's it going? Good thanks, Tyler. Good afternoon to all our listeners. Uh, things are certainly heating up on and off the bowls greens in the Golden Valley. They certainly are. And Brian, uh, must have been a long day in the heat today uh, playing midweek pennant, mate. Uh, we'll, we'll forgive you a few deep breaths. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. Um, good afternoon to you and Ashley and listeners. Yeah, we, we did play under the roof out there and um, we notched a win, but it was only on one ring, Kevin Cox. Got home, we went down, we lost our third match in a row. Um, I, I tried to, um, I changed, I, I, I um, insisted on leading. Oh, I probably broke even with the guy I led against and we still went down. Um, and so did uh, Alan Houston by three, but Coxie won by 12 and he got us up. Good, good result, Brian. Three losses in a row, mate. You, you haven't peaked too early on the season, or no? Nah, well, it's a team game, and yep. we go to Nagami next week, and they had a big win, a hundred and nine to about forty three over Marutna Golf. Yeah, so you might have to marshal the troops next week, Brian. And um, and speaking of marshal, Tyler, off the top, we're going to lead with the big story in Golden Valley Bowls. Uh, we certainly are, and there was a bit of a teaser at the end of last week's show for those who uh, stuck it out and got to the end. Um, but uh, yes, Alex Marshall will not be playing pennant for Kyabram this weekend. Uh, we'll delve a little bit into the, the background of it uh, in a second, but what he will be doing um, is a social night at Kyabram on Friday night, the uh, 18th of February, from 4pm to 8pm, uh, hot roast rolls for tea, five bucks, that's a good deal. Uh, and from 4pm, members and guests are welcome for social bowls. There'll be an exhibition game at 6pm and from 7, a Q&A with all. Now, that could have been uh, a game of pennant, couldn't it, Ash? Yes, so take us through the situation, Tyler. This has been in the work for workings for, say, is it months, I think? Um, and you've spoken to all sort of the parties involved, Um not Alex himself, but obviously Kybram, who were keen to have him play this coming Friday in a home game against Tally Garupna, but there was one roadblock. What was that? Well, the fact that it was not a scheduled for a Kybram home game was the uh, one of the initial and, and eventually main roadblocks. Um, obviously, the, the, the match is to be played on Saturday at Tally Garupna, and um, despite uh, a number of, of back and forth requests or offers from uh, both clubs and um, Shepherd and Golf as well in the end. Uh, what we've come up with is uh, a net neutral and um, Alex is not playing pennant. So let's go with the Shepherd and Golf request because we know that Tally wasn't keen to move their scheduled home game to Kyabram and play it on a Friday night. So Shep Golf offered to come in and play the peacemaker, if you like. What was their offer? So Shepherd and Golf were happy to play Kyabram this Friday night um, to take on Alex Marshall. But obviously that would have meant um, moving around the draw of the mm. last two rounds of the, the regular season in pennant because Kyabram um, is scheduled to face Shepherd and Golf next week. In round 14. And 
my understanding is, correct me if I'm wrong, um, that proposal of swapping around rounds and things like that was um, sent to all of the clubs to sort of vote on and, and tick off on it and it fell through? Yes. So uh, it, uh, I believe the majority, a vast majority of clubs voted it down. Yeah. Um, they didn't want to move around their, their final two fixtures. Um, so uh, some quotes here. Now it, it is, uh, I, I must admit, Zach Standish of, uh, of the Shep News Sports team who did uh, most of the legwork and groundwork on this. So well done to him. He was a bit shy of uh, coming on to After the Jack, but um, he was uh, on the phones all last week trying to get this story up. So um, yes, uh, Shep Golf, when they when they um, obviously proposed it, uh, we had a chat to, to Brad Orr and he said, uh, when you can get anyone of Alex Marshall's calibre willing to come to the league, you would be stupid not to want to come up against him. So we will do all we can to make ourselves available for the game. It would be good for Kyabram, good for the league and good for bowls in the area. So we would love to see it happen. Now, was there a possibility as well of just simply rather than swapping rounds 13 and 14, then bringing their round 14 game forward and playing their round 14 game on the Friday and then backing up the next day and playing their round 13? Was that a potential? solution as well or it seemed to have been floated around but yep. not one that was sort of well received by most as well yeah because oh, i don't know if this is this is part of the story as well but my understanding is bowls victoria may have not been in favor of it happening after shep golf um played matt flapper for a similar arrangement last year as well uh obviously not in the the story that went to print in the paper so not something i can comment on yeah yeah um so, Brian, let's let's start the discussion with the fact that obviously Ori made it quite clear that um, p- golf would have been more than happy to challenge themselves against a player of Alex Marshall's quality, um, whereas Tally, um, you know, weren't prepared to sort of move their home game. Or um, my understanding is they actually offered Kai to come and play them at their place on a Friday night, which Kai wasn't prepared to do. Um, given the fact that they were hoping that a fair crowd would be in attendance in their place and it would be bar sales and all that sort of thing. Um, Certainly differing views from sort of tally and golf in terms of wanting to take on the best player in the world. What do you think? Well, I think uh, Kai's Greens may have come into the equation. Uh, I was talking to a couple of their players today. Their Division 1 played our Division 1 in midweek at Eshep. And... I think it might have been a bit embarrassing for Alex Marshall to play on their greens, which are probably the worst they've ever been. Um, I haven't seen them recently, but... Oh, I, I played I'd on say, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I'd say Tally, Tally's greens are the opposite. They're running probably 17 seconds, and uh, I rate them very highly, and I think it would have been a lot better spectacle mm. out of Tally, but whether they could have got together and... You know, split the bar takings or charge a gold coin donation as you come in and all this to help pay for Alec Marshall. Um, he wouldn't be um, he wouldn't be volunteering to play for mm. for no money, put no, it that way. No, look, and um, my understanding is the, the Kyburn connection is Sally Beach who plays in Kyburn's Division 1 side and she acts as an official or a marker for the BBL which has been played in Moama and she's been able to um, get to know Alex through that, he plays for the Murray Steamers, I think, or he has played for a couple of different sides in the BBL. Um, so that's the connection there. Um, look, from my point of view, I, I sort of try and understand both sides of the argument. And, you know, from Tally's point of view, they're, they're in the business of trying to win a Division One 
Premiership. Um, and before last weekend, you know, second place was still up for grabs, a double chance. In it's not anymore. I think you know, Tally will certainly finish second and go into that qualifying final against Shep Golf. But um, I can understand their point of view of not wanting to give up their home game, go over to Kyabram and, and, and basically give Kyabram a free hit with, with Alex Marshall. Um, but I can also understand the other side of the argument in wanting to promote Goulburn Valley Bowls and to have a draw card of, of Alex Marshall's calibre. So it's it's one of those things. Tally shouldn't have to feel pressured to um, being the promotional vehicle, I guess, if you like, um, that that pumps up the image of Golden Valley Bowls and just agreeing to, to have Alex Marshall play against them. Um, they should, you know, well within their rights for mine to um, value their premiership tilt over something like that. I agree. And I, I think um, Tally Gruppner is one of the sides that does more than most in terms of promoting Golden Valley Bowls. Friday um, games. They play yeah. a lot of Friday night games. They're obviously... Um, bringing in a lot of um, players from outside the region when they can, and um, you know, with that, a lot of support from outside the region. And yeah. um, I, I agree with you in that um, I can see it from both sides as well, um, and I can see why Shepherd and Golf wouldn't wouldn't mind. They'd they'd love to play Alex mm. Marshall, but um, you know, I, I suppose if Tally was to move its home game and and get two home games next year, that doesn't really no. Make, what is the guarantee? Doesn't, doesn't really make a difference. Um, no. So I, I think I, I certainly agree that um, Tally Group as well within its rights to say no. Yeah. But as a as probably my bias of being a, a yes. member of the media to to let slip the opportunity for arguably the best bowler to have ever graced a green uh, or someone certainly in that conversation yeah uh to not be able to play pennant mm. um isn't isn't ideal uh, i do wonder if it could have been more well organized uh yeah. in in advance it's it certainly um, it certainly begs the question if if Kyabram was working on this for a while and they had this particular date in mind that alex would be available to play because i know that he's playing the rest of the premier season for deer park so they play a f- fair few friday night games mostly saturday games but they had this date circled on the calendar where they could get him and it was before the season started you would have thought that they could work with the people, the match committee doing the, the fixturing to make sure that, you know, all accommodations were made for it to be, you know, so he could play. I don't know where yeah. where that where that comes into it as well. Yeah, well, I, I had the uh, I had the pleasure of being up at uh, War Cool on the uh, 27th of December, day after Boxing Day for three days, and that's the first I heard that Calvin okay. Hubble was yeah. on the committee trying to arrange it. Right. And I actually got him to message Sally Beach to see if um, what the story was and whether it was going to happen or not. So I think it may have started early December. Okay, yep. But we're a month, good month into the season. That's that's the way I see it anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, accommodations maybe could have been made. It's harder mid-season, I understand that. And look, all clubs have sort of got their priorities, all the things that they're focused on um, and you sort of don't want to give it up easily, I guess, and I totally understand Tally's point of view. It's certainly um, created a lot of conversation outside the Golden Valley as well, Brian and Tyler. Um, a bit of chat about it on the uh, Bowls Vic live stream last week from uh, one of our 
most well-known, I guess, Goulburn Valley Bowls products. I guess you'd call him Josh Thornton, Commonwealth Games gold medalist, Australian Open Pairs champion who um, the topic, they were, they were actually calling a Deer Park game that Alex was playing in and um, it, it came up. Some interesting comments Tyler about um, the issue he was Josh was certainly in favour of um, like you said uh, the opportunity to have one of the world's best bowlers um, available to play a game in the Golden Valley yeah for sure and um, I suppose uh, if one thing Kyron has been able to achieve out of this it's uh, to get people talking about bowls in the Golden Valley which is Mm. exactly what you want clubs to be trying to do Um, and you know obviously Friday night is still going to be a, a great night out there at Kyabram and um, for everyone who can get across, I'm sure they'll they'll really enjoy it. Um, it just it just leaves that taste in your mouth of a, an opportunity lost. Yeah, Josh did make some interesting comments too, Brian, about the fact that um, you know maybe if Tally were um, less interested in writing letters complaining about things they can't control um, and are more worried about promoting the sport, which I found interesting. Um, I know Josh is quite tight with with Brad Orr and uh, he's, he's got a short memory because I, I distinctly remember Shepparton and Golf writing a pretty uh, important letter a couple of years ago, Brian, to get the grand final venue moved. So um, short memory. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, obviously the, the, main, the main talking point is that um, Alex Marshall won't be playing a pennant game in the Golden Valley. He will be coming to Kybram on Friday night. So, if you aren't doing anything on Friday night, uh, get down there. And um, I think the Q&A for me would be the most fascinating part of that, just to talk about some of his experiences in bowls and um, sort of, you know, where he started and how, how he's got to where he is now. That would be my uh, – probably putting my old journalist hat on, Tyler. To, yeah, you know? and to, to be able to um, – you know, obviously bowls is a, a very unique sport in that – all across the world, almost like cricket, I suppose. You, you, you're playing on different greens mm. in different conditions and he's been able to find success all around the world and, you know, from what I imagine uh, can be very, very slow uh, grass greens in Scotland to, um, you know, winning uh, winning plenty of matches over here in Australia on very, very quick greens. Um, it's, uh, you know, something that uh, would probably be one of the, the higher topics, but... Um, yeah, it, it certainly will be uh, an exciting day out there, Friday night anyway. Well, I bet when he started playing bowls however many years ago, he, he would never have heard of or expected to be coming to places like Deer Park and, and Kyabram. So um, it's certainly taking him here, there and everywhere, and for good reason, of course, given he's a, he's a legend of the sport. Yeah, it would have been an experience for him to get out to Tallygaroopna and have a game, because it's out in the sticks a bit, isn't it? Yeah. From so. Shepparton, so... Or even if they scheduled a match at one year or <laughs> somewhere, it would have been very interesting. All right, well, we better move on. Uh, it's the uh, you know it's coming to the the real uh, cut and thrust of the uh, the season proper, and uh, finals are just around the corner. And um, do we want to start with today's midweek action or the uh, the weekend just gone? Uh, I reckon we might go weekend just gone. Um, so I'll review weekend pennant round 12 last Saturday. Division 1, East Shepparton created a bit of history by defeating topside Shep Golf for the first time at Shep Golf um, in Brian's time in the GV. Can't remember it happening before. 13 shots, 101 to 88. Uh, Brad Orr did not play um, and his absence gave East an opportunity and they took it. Um, we had Brent Rayner on last week and... Uh, as soon as I saw the sides come out, Tyler, I sniffed that there was an upset in the offing. Um, Coach Brent Rayner's rink 
Um, beat Connor Truon 31-13. That led the way. And Jeff Beattie won his third game in a row to help out the cause. Golf um, had two rink wins to Brett Foley and Brad Robinson. East has now drawn level on premiership points with Shepparton Park, but has an inferior shots differential, minus 46, the difference. I think um, Brad obviously has a, oh, I would put it at around 15 plus shot difference on the green, uh, obviously on his own rink. But uh, I think it's just as much, if not more, across the green. Mm. Um, you know, just, just the way he's able to marshal the troops and uh, the way he's able to um, really, I suppose, assess the game situation and, and, and dish out specific advice at that time to, to the rest of his team, I think... Um, yeah, golf certainly hasn't had to play many games without him, and mm. um, they would hope uh, not many more. I think um, I think the the key is too, like obviously when he sees a rink like kind of true and sort of leaking a few shots, it's um, some people might sort of call it a bit abrupt or abrasive, but it's certainly been effective over the course of his coaching tenure at golf. And I know when um, Shep Park played Shep Golf, and we got quite a lead on Brad Robinson's rink. It was that day. Um, he sort of gets up the team and, and the fact that they lift and respond for him and to not have that there, I kind of feel like that might have make it, made a difference, not to take anything away from East. You know, their, their finals hopes have basically been on the line every game after Christmas, Brian, and they've now given themselves a golden opportunity. I feel it'll come down to their last game of the season against Shep Park to finish fourth. Yeah, well, we've been mentioning that for um, some time now and there's no doubt... Brad was their spiritual leader, to coin a phrase from the Shep News report on um, Monday. But, uh, look, it's good for Bowles that uh, the final's going to go down at the wire in Division 1. It creates a lot more interest. Yep. And I think um, the best sides will definitely be in the finals. They'll have earned it, exactly. Um, The upsets kept coming. Stanhope shocked Kai for the second time this season. Despite only winning... On Jamie Stokes's rink, a great result by 10 over Glenn Fields, who's sort of dropped a couple in a row now. Uh, all other rinks were decided by seven, seven shots in total, and Kai won three rinks. Losing this match has ruled them out of the double chance. Um, you know, Tally looks like they're going to get that now, Brian, which is all important. Yeah, well, mathematically, Kai can slip out of the four, yes. believe it or not. Yes. They've got to pick up, I reckon they've got to win at least three rinks or... Even four, because Hilltop. if Hilltop beat East Shepparton and they got a, a relatively easy game, if I can Stan say it in the last game, Stanhope, they could go past Kai Abram yep. if they win those two, 16-2. Yep. And, and if, if Kai gets swept in their last two and they, right. and they play tally and golf, they could go from... Hilltop could replace them. Yep. So it's certainly going to come down to the wire. Two matches went to script. Tally defeated Park by 28 shots, 16-2. The curse of Mitch Sidebottom again. He drew Josh Warren for the third time in succession, one by 14. Uh, Crapper, Liam Crapper, outstanding uh, by nine over Paul Nichols. Mark Ryan reeled in Dennis Smythe after trailing early to win by three. Paul Warren's rink did an outstanding job to beat David Dawes by one, he was down 13-2 after four ends in that game um, and uh, picked up four on the second last end and held on by one. Um, so Park still level with points on, uh, 
with East going into the last two rounds. Tad Hilltop defeated Yaroa by 30 shots, 16-2. Andy Houston collected two points for Yaroa with a three-shot win over Olivia Cartwright in her first game as a skipper in weekend pennant. I think Nick Boyd was a laid out there. Uh, Paul Newman stepped up uh, for Brendan Boyd, the coach, defeated Ken Sutcliffe by seven, David Cartwright won by 11, and Peter Lasseur by 15. So Tad Hilltop staying in the mix as we discussed before. Division two, three more upsets. Park, sixth, defeated ladder leader Shepparton and Gulf's third loss of the season, won by 26 at home. They're still in the mix, Shep Park, but um, results will probably have to go their way in the last two rounds. Uh, Heath Matthews won by 15 over Peter Fairgrave as the main contribution there. Kybram third, lost to seventh place, Tad Hilltop, by 13 shots, only won one rink. Seth Zeros won by 13 over Chris Preddy. Marupna Gold fifth stayed in the hunt with a 30-shot win, 16-2 at Rushworth's expense. Jan Doldy won by 23 over Gene Sprague. And Marupna fourth, they look the goods to probably get a final spot looking at the draw the last two rounds. Won by 20 at home over second place East with Darren Kelly winning by 16 over David Downs. It's uh, pretty tight there in uh, Div 2. So Kyabram is third on 111. Mm-hmm. Marupna is fourth on 110. Marupna Golf is fifth on 104. And Shep Park is sixth on 100. So 11 points between third and sixth. Yep. With uh, pretty differing shot differences there too. Um, Kyabram and Marupna Golf in um, third and fifth have have the worst ones there. So yep. Shep Park coming up behind has the best. Yeah, well, um, Park plays Rushworth this week and then Tat Hilltop both away. I think Marutma's got um, – they might have one of the bottom two sides um, finishing off. So it's certainly going to come down to the last two rounds and who plays who and who's – but it's hard to pick who's expected to win given the form lines of that, that competition this year. Division yeah. three – E Shep last, trying to avoid relegation. Toppled third place Shep Golf by six shots, 16-2. Shane McIntosh, good to see him bowling well by 10 over John Dagger. Mick Italia by nine over Gary Shoe Grant, critical to the victory. Frank Ivak won by 14 over Dennis Galt um, to nearly claim the spoils for Shep Golf. Seymour topside beat sixth place Avenal by 28, 16-2. Their lowest winning margin of the season, if you believe that. Graham Flint by 16 over Brett McDonald was the best performance. Marupna fifth lost to um, Park by 27. Uh, there was only a draw on one rink for Marupna to pick up one point. Rampaging Ronnie Holland, rink superb again by 23 over Arthur Smith. He's had two big wins the last couple of weeks. Tally in fourth. Um, beat Stanhope by 69 shots in a clean sweep at home with Tom Goodwin winning by 33. Get Ronnie up into the twos, I tell you. He's on fire. Well, it's a fair. Well, they lost two games by one overall, so it's fair to say maybe if he was in there, they might be um, sitting third or even higher in the Div 2 ladder. I tell you what, I can believe that that was Seymour's lowest uh, win of the year. They've got a score difference of plus 616. Yes. Yeah. And 204 points, premiership points uh, so far for the year uh, <laughs> after 12 games. Yeah, so I think it's about an average winning margin of 40 shots. Incredible. Brian? Yes, and Tally in fourth spot, Swamp Stanhope, who are seventh by 69 shots, 18 zip at home, and Tommy Goodwin's rink by 33, the standout performance. Yep. Division four, the four has settled, VRI, Nagambi, Kai and Seymour. Yaroa 280, loss of VRI 1,603 with Purcell VRI 
by 23 over Scarlet of Yaroa. Kai defeated Seymour by 12 at home, 14-4. Due to Nardo to Petter by 17 shots. Tad Hilltop lost in Gamby by 26, 3-15 at home. Wayne Page by 20 over Pat Kerrins, a significant win. Park lost to Dukey by six shots at home, 4-14. With Jason Mulqueen by 11 over Lloyd Mawson, the defining rink win for Dukey. Big result on Park's carpet too for Dukey. Good to see them in the winner's circle. Yeah, good effort. Division 5, the final four is set. With East, Merch, Tally and Maroot in the golf. However, all positions could change for two rounds to go. East by 14 over Marupna Golf, with Dick Lalieve by 16 over Brenda Broughton, the catalyst for the win. Merch resoundingly over American by 39, 18 zip to move to second on the table, with Arch Patterson by 19 over Gary Mott, their best performer. Tally by 31, 16 2 over Tad Hilltop, with Ron Jones ranked by 22, their best. Shepherd and Golf. Forfeited to Seymour VRI. Division 6, North. Yaroa 7th, defeated Stanhope 5th by 8 shots. 12-4 due to Mark Goods, 20-shot win over Bill McNamara. Park 4th, lost to Dukey 3rd and a whitewash by 42, North 16. Scott Lang by 24 over Norm Mitchellmore, their best rink. East 6th, lost to top team Cole by, by 26 at home. Greg Chandler by 23 over Barry McRae, a key result. Kai second defeated Rushworth last by 41, 16 zip at home. Brad McIntosh by 20 over Barb Rogerson, Kai's best rink. Division 6 South, Yay third defeated Seymour 6 by 70, 16 zip. Eildon one, second on the ladder, lost to Alex one, who are uh, top by 28, North 16, and Avonall who are last lost to Eildon 2 by 26-2-14 and Eildon actually are in... Eildon 2 are in fourth spot on the ladder. So that is weekend pennant from the weekend just gone. We'll quickly run through results from today's midweek pennant before getting into previews. Round 13, midweek pennant, Division 5. Um, only one... Okay, a result at this stage, Dookie swept Violet Town 49 shots to 38. Um, Yaroa received a forfeit from Colburn Avon. No result from Seymour Avenel and Rushworth had the bye. Um, so looking at the ladder there, Dookie's on top from Colburn Avon, Violet Town, Yaroa. That top four is already set going into the last round. Division 4 South, results from today. Alex in a tight one, 73-69 over Seymour, 12 points to four. So they only won one rink, and it was a 35-15 win to Rob Benghami. Bengami. Bengami, thanks, Brian. Uh, Shepparton Park, 84 shots to 69 over Eildon, 14 points to two. And Seymour VRI, too good for Yaroa, 70 shots to 50. Looking at that ladder, uh, Seymour VRI on top with only one loss for the season. Alexandra Seymour, Yaroa, um, Shepherd and Park and Yildon will miss the finals in that competition. Division 4 North, Shepherd and Golf swept Shepherd and Park, 92 shots to 57. Kyabram, 75-65 over Murchison. Merrigan, far too good for East Shepherd and in a clean sweep, 83-49. And uh, Namurka received a forfeit from Hilltop. Looking at the ladder, Namurka on top with only one loss. Shepparton Park, 
despite their loss today, still second. Shepparton and Golf, Merrigan, um, Murchison breathing down their necks, only seven points behind in fifth, followed by Kybram and East Shepparton. Division three. Today we had East Shepparton one, as Brian touched on, beat Kyabram 73-67, courtesy of Kevin Cox's big win. No results from Tatura, Hilltop and Shep Park. East Shepparton two fell over the line against Marupna, 58-56, 14 points to two. Nagambi blitzed Marupna Golf 109-43, 15 points to one. The latter, Brian's mob, East Shepparton on top with 11 wins, two losses, followed by Kyabram, Nagambi. Shepparton Park in fourth, 10 points clear of Marupna in fifth. Then Marupna Golf East, Shepparton two into Chira Hilltop. So Shepparton Park looking to secure that fourth and finals, final, final spot. Division two, Shepparton Golf, one-shot victors against Shepparton Park, 69-68, 12 points to four. They only won one rink, um, and it was... John Tucker defeated Jim Oliver 25-16 to get the chocolates for Shep Golf there against their arch rivals. Kybram swept Seymour, 81 shots to 50. Um, Avenal also too good for Stanhope, 70 shots to 63, 15-1 points there. And Yaroa, 15 points to 1, defeated Tatura Hilltop by 25 shots, 88-63. Looking at that Division 2 ladder, Shepparton Park, as a result of that one-shot loss, has fallen outside the four. Shepparton Golf um, have moved up into the four. So Kybram on top, followed by Yaroa, Seymour. Shepparton Golf on 113 points. Shepparton Park on 101. Tatura Hilltop, Stanhope and Avenal. So it all come down to the last round if Park can regain its spot in the top four. Division one, Brian. Moving day, I like to call it. It's, um, it's all happening in that competition. Uh, it certainly is. Yeah, Seymour, yeah, uh, big big win for them for their season. Seventy two shots to sixty one at Marupna Golf, fourteen points to two. Looking at the rink scores there, Max Hammond thirty sixteen over Faye Wilhouse. That was a decisive one. Cheryl Emmett beat Robert Biggles Brown twenty five twenty, and Ian Eichfuss beat Jan Doherty twenty two to twenty. Um. Upset of the, I'd call this upset of the season at Shepparton Golf. Rushworth, 68 shots defeated Shepparton Golf, 62, 14 points to two. They had a, um, an eight shot win to Robbie Betson over Bruce Wooten, but on the other two rings, Chris Garvey, 26 shots to 20 over Graham Waddell, and Gene Sprague, 23, 15 over Graham Myers to pick up a huge victory for Rushworth at Shep Golf. I reckon Gene got unhappy with Brian writing them off so quickly last week. Yeah, she used it as a bit of a motivation, but certainly, um, yeah, great to see Rushworth spicing things up at the end of the the regular season there. Um, Tatura Hilltop continuing park slide after Christmas, 73 shots to 58, 14 points to two. Die Hands had a one-shot win over Trevor Downey, 19-18, but on the other two rings, David Cartwright, 30-20 to over Dennis Smythe, and Rod Medill, 25-19 over... um, Paul Warren, which puts Park's finals hopes really in jeopardy going into the last round. The other match of the round today was a 72-all draw between Kyabram and East Shepparton. Kyabram picked up nine points to East seven. Uh, looking at the ring scores, Marie Boswell, 26-22 over Stacey Collier. Uh, Wayne Gribble picked up East's only rink, 27-16 against Mary Greco. And Jenny Dixon beat Graham Barber 30-23, to but the scores were deadlocked after 75 ends there. 72 all 
Brian looking at the ladder. One round left. Marupna Golf will be relegated. Um, well, they're all going to finish on the bottom. Winless, 16 points. Rushworth picked up their third win, 59 points. Shepparton Park is in sixth after being second with one loss for the year after the Christmas break. They're now seven and six on 110 points. East Shepparton is fifth with 116. Kyabram holds the all-important fourth final spot with 121 points. Seymour, 122 Tatura Hilltop, 138, and Shepherd and Golf should win the minor premiership on 150. But all interest, Brian, from third down to sixth with one round remaining. It certainly certainly is, Ash, and we may as well preview round 14 midweek, Yep, which is the final round. And we'll go into Division 1, and the biggest game is Seymour hosting East. Seymour, well, they're undefeated on their carpet. East have um, shown resilience. They come back last week after they looked like they were going to lose, and today they rallied. And Seymour have got to drop a game sooner or later, and the carpet's not unplayable. It only runs about 10 seconds. But I'm going to go for East in an upset to defeat Seymour down there. And secure their final spot. Secure a final spot. Yeah, look, it's um, it's been a great second half resurgence for me, Shepard, and obviously... Um, were they in Division 1 last year or this is their first year back no, in? No, they won Division 2 last year. Okay, so yeah. their first first year back in Division 1 and clearly they wanted to, um, you know, make a statement and, and, and show that they could mix it with the best sides in the competition. Didn't look like that early on, but they've tinkered with things, they've persisted, as you said, come back from the dead against Shep Park last week, rallied for a draw this week to give themselves a sniff. And I'm with you, Brian. I think um, I think they might play the party pooper here and, and knock off Seymour at Seymour. I don't know whether Seymour's lost at home this year. No, they haven't. No. Um, Tyler? No, uh, can't tip against Seymour at home. Uh, they'll be too good. All right. Okay. Time. Kai Abram hosts the Tura Hilltop, another important game um, for places in the finals. Kai were quite impressive on the carpet today, the draw with East to... Uh, who defeated Chet Park the week before. And I think um, even though Tad Hilltop had a good win over Park, I think Kai will be a different proposition. And at home, probably on their a little bit slower green until they get them up and running to the best uh, Kai for me to win. Well, it's 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 an interesting question. Who's got more to play for? I mean, um, I know that Tatura Hilltop's already secured a top two spot pretty much they, um, they, they yeah. could finish on top where it doesn't really make much difference whereas he, um, Kybram sorry is playing to sort of cling on to that spot in the four um, I agree um, at home um, you know the likes of Mal Williams Jenny Dixon um, I think they'll do enough to get over the line here and punch their finals ticket but you know Tatura Hilltop's second half of the year has been really consistent with you know David Cartwright um, you know they've got the likes of Rod Medill in there as well um, so it won't be an easy task yeah I think it's Tat Hilltop for me they can still drop out of the double chance so um, they'll certainly need to win at least one rink. Uh, and just the, the, the way they, their team has sort of set up recently, that one rink could be a fair fair win and uh, get them over the line. And Shep Park go to um, Rushworth and they have to win. It's as simple and probably need to win 16 zip. Yep. That'll give themselves the best chance, yep. Yeah. Well, I think they'll, they can beat Rushworth but, um, over there, but uh, I think Rush will take it right up to them and, and I think, 
you'd have to nearly mark Gene Sprague in for a win. Well, if, you'd, if we were talking about this game last week, you would have said Park Easy. But after they've just, Rushworth's just knocked off golf today it show, right. at golf, it shows that, the, you know, they haven't given up on their season by a long stretch. And, you know, Chris Garvey's had some big losses throughout the year. Um, would have been easy for him to sort of um, check out, I guess. But had a big win today against Graham Waddell that was decisive in knocking off the Premiers. Um or the top side. So, you know, Parker, Parker's got to switch on here because they've just dropped so many games that they should have won um, after Christmas to sort of put their season right in jeopardy. But, look, um, I think Rushworth will spoil the party. Yep, that's a fair point too. I think a bit more to play for for Park. They need at least 14-2, but as you said, Brian, 16-0 will keep all the options open. Um Obviously, they're 12 points behind Seymour in third. So, yeah. if, say, you win, yeah, 14-0, that, that allows you to sort of um, have that, that option open depending on the, the Seymour East result and the Tat Kai result. So, yeah, um, yeah it's got to be parked for mine. I'll, I'll be honest, though. Like, I know I'm a park bowler and that sort of thing. It, it might not hurt them too much to miss the finals because I know that they've they've been they've been up there for a long long time, um, and they've gone to the well with you know a lot of players over a long long period of time, and it might be the sort of the the little thing that needs to happen possibly to make him think okay maybe we need to change things up slightly a little bit and just refresh and regroup and come back next season with a bit of a different approach and different uh, mix um, at, to to sort of bring in their next era of successful midweek Division 1 bowlers. Yeah, fair point, fair point. Uh, Shep Golf hosts Mar- um, Shep Golf play Marupna Golf. I think it's a Marupna Golf. Shep Golf, they have a big win. Uh, they'll, they'll, this will be a whitewash. Poor old Marupna Golf. I'll bet you they're wishing they can um, get, get um, relegated and where they'll be more competitive in Division 2. Yeah, and look, um, golf re- rebounding off a loss, wanting to get their form cherry right before finals. It'll be a sweep for mine. Not sure you ever wish to be relegated, Brian, but... Um, well, when you lose every game, I feel you probably won't mind going back in where they'll be competitive because they, they didn't pick up any players. They lost players and it makes it hard. Yeah. Uh, I, for I, sure, golf to bounce back there. Rightio, Division 2, Brian. Division two, uh, going for Kai Abram to defeat Stanhope. Shep Golf to defeat Tad Hilltop. Yarrow to defeat Avenal. And Seymour to defeat Shep Park. I think those four teams will make up the final, the winners. Yep. Division three, Kai to defeat Tad Hilltop. Park to defeat Marupna. Marupna Golf to defeat East Twos. And East ones are going to be. A, I'll go for East, but by gee, it's going to be a hard to defeat the Gamby down on their carpet. Uh, they need the, a bit of your local knowledge, oh, I reckon, yeah. Brian. Well, I haven't played on it much either. Not the new one. <laughs> Division Four North. I'm going for Park to defeat Merch, Kai to defeat East, Yamirka to defeat Merringham, and Shep Golf will have the bye because Tattle four for the game. Tad Hill's up. Division Four South. Seymour to defeat Eildon. VR right. To defeat Alex and Yarrow to defeat Chet Park. Division 5, Dookie to defeat Seymour, Avenal to defeat Rushworth and Colbo to defeat Violet Town. 
Fantastic. So that's our midweek preview for the uh, all-important last round of the regular season. Tyler, do we want to push on or do you want to have a break? Nah, push on. Push on. So we've got weekend uh, preview for round 13, penultimate round, Division 6 South. We have Alex 1 playing Alex 2, Stablemates there, Avenal playing Eildon 1, and Eildon 2 playing Seymour. Would have been nice if the two Alex sides and the two Eildon sides were playing together. A bit of a rivalry round. Um, Division... Six North. Round 13, we have Colburn Abbott hosting Yaroa, Kyabram playing East Shepparton, Dookie at home against Rushworth, and Shepparton Park travelling to Stanhope. Division 5, we have Murchison at home against Tat Hilltop, East Shepparton against Seymour VRI, Shep Golf playing Tally Garupna, and Merrigan travelling to meet Marupna Golf. Division 4, Second last round, we have Dookie at home against Kyabram, uh, Nagambi playing Yaroa, Seymour VRI against uh, the arch rival Seymour, and Shepparton Park travelling to play to Tura Hilltop. Division three, we have second last round, we have uh, Shepparton Golf at home against Avenal, East Shepparton playing Tally Garupna. Brian, confident there? Well, we beat them last time out there, one-one rink. Yeah, I reckon we can. We want to get avoid relegation, so I'm going for us on the indoor indoor carpet. Continue that role. Shepparton and Park at home against Stanhope and Seymour, uh, the all conquering Seymour playing Marupna. Uh, Division two, and this is where it starts to get interesting in terms of ladder positions. Marupna Golf. Uh, playing Tatura Hilltop. Must win for Marupna Golf, Brian. They're sitting in fifth at the moment. And Tatura Hilltop second bottom. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, um, Marupna Golf at home for you? or oh, I, th- oh, I think so, yeah. No problem. Yep, they've got a bit to play for. And, look, it would be a great story if they were to sneak into the four, given, um, you know, they, they had a pretty inauspicious start to the year and really struggled, but... Got a couple of wins, and, and now they're sort of right in the hunt for a spot in the four. Rushworth hosting Shep Park. Shep Park looking to keep its finals hopes alive. Probably need an 18-0 at Rushworth, which is no easy feat, Brian. No, I'd say they'd have to get all the points. and it's um, you know, You'd think Rushworth would get at least one, possibly two rings, but I'll, I'd pick Park 14-4 in that game. Yep. Um, Shepparton Golf looking to rebound. They travel to your mob, Brian East Shepparton. Um, won't be hard over there. Do you think it'll be inside, outside? It's at east. Um, I think they'll probably play them um, outside. Yep. But I'm still going to go. I think east can beat them. Yep. Yeah, look, it's um, it's been an amazing – like, you know, one thing we probably haven't touched on is Shep Golf's sort of downturn in form. They aren't looking the invincible Division Two force Tyler that they were before Christmas. No, and uh, lost Div 3 on the weekend as well. So um, that would have been the first time in a long time that 1, 2 and 3 all lost at the same time. Yes, yeah, that's a good point. Um, and lucky last, Kyabram hosting Marupna. So this is a battle between third and fourth. So – the loser's going to be really um, fighting for their finals hopes in that last round, Brian. Yeah, I like Marupna. Oh, there's no doubt they'll um, play finals, in my opinion. They're the biggest threat um, to Shep Golf for the Premiership or whoever else. Yeah, look, you, you've been quite adamant about that um, throughout the season. And, you know, the mid-season addition of Brett Gunning, which we probably talked up, he's, he skipped three games and hasn't been successful in any of them, but... 
one sort of gets the sense that if they do happen to make the finals, um, he'll be there when the whips are cracking and, and yeah. just give them that little boost that might help them sort of um, call, take a couple of scalps in the finals. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be a very important player and he's had that experience and uh, he could be the X factor in the finals. Well, you look at sort of adding him to their side from la- the side last year that lost to Shep Golf in the grand final. It's, um, I don't know whether... It, you know, it's worth 30 shots or 20 shots or whatever it may be, but it just creates that new dynamic, Tyler. Yeah, I think it gives a bit more confidence across the green uh, as well. Uh, the, the fact that they can look over and see someone of his experience and obviously his talent and, um, and know that if the going does get uh, tough, he'll be there. Yep. Uh, moving on to Division 1, penultimate round, all important in the race for finals positions. East Shepparton. Hosting Tatura Hilltop, Brian. Where will this one be played? And your thoughts, please. I, I believe they'll play it indoors. Yep. Um, if you wanted my opinion, I, I think they'd be better suited to play outdoor on the faster green. But that's only my opinion. But I'm going to go for East to win irrespective. So a loss for Tatura Hilltop. Let's just sort of quickly analyse it. A loss for Tatura Hilltop probably eliminates them does, yeah. They can't afford to lose. But an 18-0 to Tat Hilltop, and as we mentioned, um, looking at Kybram's last two games, um, Hilltop's got Stanhope in the last round. So a big win here to Tat Hilltop will keep them right in the hunt. And I think East Shepparton, because they play Shep Park in the last round, a loss wouldn't be totally fatal to them either, Tyler, because they're level on points. No, as as Brent said last week, he's sort of – allowed themselves one loss in the last three and obviously the uh, the general consensus was that that was going to be against golf on the weekend but having won that it, it gives them a bit more breathing room or leeway I suppose over the next two but I, I still think just that the form they're in and the confidence they'll take out of la- of Saturday's win um, I, I think they'll they'll get the job done this weekend and, and put an end to the the Bulldogs' hopes and um, yeah, may set up a really tantalising uh, fixture in the last round. Yeah, well, look, it um, it certainly promises. Um, you know, the tidal wave of momentum will build. You know, when Brent said we'll allow ourselves one loss, but if they tick off Golf, East, and Park and get their way into the finals, that tidal wave of momentum will certainly build and give them, you know, plenty of confidence that they can keep it going. Um, East for me at home, I think fourteen four. Uh, moving on to Stanhope versus Shepparton Golf at Stanhope. Golf coming off their first loss of the season. Uh, we would assume that Brad Orr will be back for this game. John Hallam also missed last week as well. So a couple to come back into the mix. Do they pull the trigger on Connor Truon? Skipping? No, I don't think they will. He's had a good year. His win-loss is really good. But I just know that you know when a rink sort of doesn't pull their weight, um, Brad's... Not uh, not afraid to sort of tinker with things, particularly close to finals, to try and find something that might work better. And I've sort of been on record with this before. I think Wayne Dagg is their next skip in waiting, and he's he's play, been playing third to Connor. Whether they switch those two around, I don't know. In any sense, I think they'll they'll go over to Stanhope and win easy to get back on the horse. They will certainly win. Yeah, easy. they'll certainly win over there. Probably sixteen two at the worst. Um, Shepherd and Park travelling over to Yarrow, which has been a bit of a bogey, um, bogey side, particularly playing at Yarrow in recent seasons. No lay down is there for Park, but 
we do have a lot to play for. Um, pretty disappointing, I thought, last week against Tally, given the big win we'd had the week before against Kyabram. The, the Josh Warren rink's still a concern for mine. Um, in the big games, Tally and golf, those types, um, he's, he's sort of copped some big losses that has been really, really hard for us to cover. Um, I know he's our assistant coach. He's also on selection, but I think it's got to be a huge consideration whether they change that and whether Shane Walsh goes back to skipping. I'm not too sure. Um, but, yeah, we, we, need, we need to get a win by hook or by crook. Um, I think we can get the job done, but... We always respect Urawa going over there. What about this scenario, Ash? Uh, Shepparton Park defeats Urawa 18-0 this week. Yeah. East Shepparton defeats Tatura Hilltop, say, 16-2. Kyabram doesn't win a rink against Taligarutna. That would lean towards a last-round possibility of a a 14-4 East Shepparton win and a Kyabram whitewash loss to golf and both Park and East making it through, judging on a little bit of shots uh, difference of Kai losing two games. Yeah, look, it's um, the calculators and abacuses and whatever you need is shoes and socks are going to be off to work out the permutations and and it certainly makes um, the sports team's job exciting over the next couple of weeks. Personally, from my point of view, you know, Shep Park's destiny is in its own hands. We play your role this week and we want to win that. And then if we beat a Shepard and we know that we'll be in. So um, we, we don't want to be losing and relying on other results. But certainly uh, there, there is something like that in the works if, uh, if all the dominoes fall correctly. Yeah. Uh, and I do think you can get the job done comfortably against yeah. Yaroa this week. 16-2 for me, Park versus Yaroa. And Tally Garupna versus Kyabram at Tally Garupna on Saturday. Um, Tally's going to finish second now. So we know that Kyabram, um, as we've mentioned... They've just got to be looking at rinks. You know, you get two rinks, that can keep you in the game overall, but they cannot afford a 16-2 or an 18-zip. Yeah, well, I'd, um, I think Kai, Kai won their last game for a while because they play Shep Golf next week, mm-hmm. and I reckon they'll, they'll bow out in the first final of the whoever they play, and I reckon it'll be East Shep. Look, um, they've certainly swung a few changes. I know Des Campbell's back down in Division Two. Um, they've they've tinkered with a couple of the combinations. Uh, Bob Canute's come in for Greg Schilling's rink, um, and Rob Seeney has been dropped to the twos. He was play, He's played third to Glen Fields all year, so a couple of losses there. Don Cook steps up to play third for Glen Fields. Um, interesting call uh, with their season on the line. I think I think Tally whitewashes them, and and I think them dropping out of the four is on. So do I. Uh, I certainly agree because you, you go into a game against golf with enough pressure as it is, uh, but having to to get points from it to make finals, yeah, is uh, is a mountain. And and I think Tally's really keen to build build some momentum going into the finals. They started that last week against Park. Um, you know, mid-side bottoms form um, has turned around. He was great last week. Liam Crapper, who I was keen to sort of have a bit of a look at, and I saw him up, up close and personal firsthand, he was outstanding, and he's had an outstanding season. His first year at the club, uh, Mark Ryan, you know, um, reeled in Dennis Smythe. So I'm thinking they're really looking to make a few statements. David Dawes' ring's still a bit concerning, but I think with Matt Robertson, and give him a couple of weeks as his third, 
he looms as the X factor for Tally come finals, given the season he's had. If he can turn it around, that could be the 10 or 15 shot difference Tally needs to have a serious crack at winning the flag. 100%. And uh, Dorsey's having no trouble in the state events, uh, winning the fours on the weekend, adding to his triples. Uh, and singles. And singles uh, with uh, Sidey, Robbo and Rhino. Yep. But they were 7-17 uh, down. With five ends to play in the final, won the last five ends, picked up a five on the last end, and won 18-17. Yeah, look, um, dis- disappointing for the team for me, Shepard and Brent Rayner, Wayne Gribble, John Gribble, Graham Barber. Um, you know, they would have felt fairly confident with five ends to go, but, you know, against the so- side of that calibre, you've got to play until the final bowl. I think they've led 16-7. 17-7. With five ends to go. Seven, eight, if you were seven. listening, Brian, I didn't um, say that. Yeah. So the last end, um, the skips crossed over. My understanding is um, they were, uh, Tally was holding the four for a draw um, and Dawes drew a fifth. And um, Johnny Gribble, who was skipping the, the east side, uh, went for the draw and was unsuccessful. Um, and so Tally wins by one. And I think that side will take a power of beating wherever they go. Oh, yeah. Look at the four state players. The um, ability, they, they, they'd match it with anyone in Australia. Yeah, yeah. so uh, congratulations. And in the women's, Brian. Uh, Shepparton Park continued its long tradition of winning most of the, uh, the uh, state events in the, the, the ladies' section. Uh, Marg Smythe, Bev Thorne, Brenda Brody, and Bev Kale uh, won the fours quite comfortably in the end, I believe. Defeating a fellow Shep Park team. Um, so well done to those two teams for, for getting there, but... Certainly uh, some great experience in the winning women's team there with, with Bev Kale, Marg Smythe um, and, and the other two as well. Uh, so well under those teams, they'll move on to the next stage and hopefully um, they'll be representing the region at State Champions Week. And I believe the champion of champions are on this week. This weekend, yeah. So the, I think the women are playing at Shepparton Golf and the men are playing at Shepparton Park. So uh, congratulations to all those club representatives that um, have made it to this stage. It's always an honour representing your club in the Champion Champions. I, I haven't done it, but um, I'd imagine it would be. And um, any tips, any early mail? I, th- I think um, Shep Park's club champion is Paul Warren and he's a good draw bowler. He might be a little chance. Uh, Paul Ledger. Won both at Shep Golf. Jacob Brighton. There's yeah. going to be a good field in both both um, the women's and the men's fields. That'd be a real knockout, wouldn't it? Jacob Brighton, but he's he'll be up there. He's in good form. Yeah, so um, we'll, we'll, no doubt we'll be able to wrap Greg Schilling. Up. He plays Greg Schilling in the first game. Does he? Yeah, Jacob he, Brighton. Jacob Brighton won his first, and Greg Schilling won about his 14th or something, wasn't it? That's uh, right. Yeah, something right. like that. It's one away from the record, or equaled the record. We'll talk about it, no doubt, next week. For sure. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining us on another episode of After the Jack. No guests this week, but we've still managed to put in one of the longest episodes of the year. Uh, we just love bowls. Uh, Holler for a marshal. Uh, thanks very much, Ash and Brian, for joining me for a, a, another episode. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.